Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for week three of the Gift of the Christ Child, where he brings his gift of unending peace. This week, we're going to be really investigating Psalm chapter 91 and talking a lot about Charlie Brown. Um, I know that um, this year uh, has been a, a year of, of different things for us. Of course, it has been for most people with 2020 going on and everything else. But this year, we introduced our six-year-old daughter and our three-year-old daughter to Charlie Brown, and they absolutely love the characters there. So much to the point that our six-year-old is going around the house saying, good grief. And um, and I know that this year marks the 55th year uh, since the movie has been released, especially for a Charlie Brown Christmas. For many, it's become a tradition uh, to view the classic cartoon movie uh, year after year. Uh, maybe you're like us and you guys watch it. But some people are so endeared to the idea of a Charlie Brown Christmas tree that they put up this own kind of pitiful droopy tree every year with one ornament and a blue fleece uh, for Linus's blanket at the bottom. But it's interesting that the cartoon's inclusion of a direct quote from Luke's gospel has sparked no controversy throughout all the years it's remained as a mainstream TV show. Whether a person claims a faith in Christ or not, there seems to be a sense of the overall message portrayed in Charlie Brown and his friends that holds this value for almost anyone watching. It's true every year that if we lose sight of what really matters at Christmas, the season will inevitably be characterized by absolute chaos, disappointment, exhaustion, joylessness, greed, divisiveness, and certainly an absence of peace, which is the gift that we're going to talk about this week that the Christ child brings us. But this timeless cartoon carefully leverages each character's personality in order to explore the full range of experiences and emotions that rob the world of peace at Christmas. And so consider these words from Psalm chapter 91 uh, as we move forward. And it says this, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, and whom my God, I place my trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from all the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not lose fear during the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you or any disaster come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra, and you will trample the great lion and the serpent. And I love this here in verse 14. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life and satisfy him and show him my salvation. I know as we read Psalm 91, that just brings us total comfort and total peace in a moment. Um, and we kind of see this again back in the Charlie Brown story. 
especially uh, with certain things, especially as we talked about uh, that if we don't find the peace of Christ in this year, it's usually characterized by things like chaos and disappointment, joylessness and divisiveness. And just a few examples of these are, uh, again, found in Charlie Brown. Um, the first one is depression. You can probably think about when Lucy tries to diagnose Charlie Brown with phobias that could cause his depression. And her solution always is you need involvement. You need people around you. And uh, we know that that's so true during this time. And we often say, well, you know, it's this person or maybe this item or this thing uh, when really uh, we need God. Um, And so... When asked by Lucy to go and find a fancy pink aluminum tree from the lot, Linus and Charlie Brown find a tree that is the least of these. We know the one that is the Charlie Brown tree compared to all the fancy ones that they could have picked. But Charlie Brown, being confused, says, I don't know, Linus. I just don't know. And he picks this humble, terrible-looking tree. Linus reminds him and Lucy Uh, what he really wanted, but instead Charlie Brown decides to listen to his heart. And he says, I don't care what everybody else says. I'll decorate it, and it's going to be great. Besides, I think the tree needs me. And when they returned to the stage with the small sapling tree, Charlie Brown was made fun of by every single one of his friends. Even Snoopy laughed at him. But Charlie Brown couldn't contain his emotion and cried out, Does anyone know what Christmas is all about? And maybe that's a question that you have asked too. Linus sincerely and calmly tells Charlie Brown, Sure, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Then he announces, Lights, please. And he recites these words from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And an angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, has been born. And this is a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a great angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And that's again Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And then this is when he says, Linus says, and that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. I know that's a, a really great reminder for us, I think, today, that it's about Luke chapter 2. It's not about all these other things. And we need to be reminded of this because the Christmas narrative resounds with this expectation, this gift this promise of peace. The heavenly choir that sang at Jesus' birth declared glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The newborn king lying in a manger is Isaiah's promise of the Prince of Peace, on whose authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. And that's directly from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. But the day Christ was born, the one that he had been planned to be born on in eternity before the creation of the world, Jesus arrived at the perfect time appointed by God before the foundation of the world. For unto you is born this day. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't plan B. It was God's plan the entire time. 
C.S. Lewis once said, Once in our world, the stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. And this is totally true. Because these are the great purposes for the coming of Jesus. That glory ever ascending from man to God. Peace ever descending from God to man. And that was said by John Piper. We do know that the first thing he says is that glory ever ascends from man to God. We see this because God is glorified because Jesus is born. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. He moved into our neighborhood. But by our believing and declaring that truth, we give glory to God. We pay it back. Practically speaking, glory is given as we live holy lives. It's as we bring out, as Matthew 5 says, the God flavors in this world. But we ought to live with our eyes set on eternity rather than the things that we see that are material and fleeting. In 2020, for sure, when we see trials in light of eternity, we're only able to offer up worship. Question is, are you giving glory to God with your life? I know we also see that in another very familiar story in the Old Testament, the story of Job. That again, if you can look at things through the eyes of eternity, you can worship and praise. Uh, Job did this. He lost all kinds of things. He lost his family, he lost his wealth, he even lost his health. And yet, he always responds in worship. The other thing is, we talk a little bit about our peace. That peace is given as Jesus is received. And this is how we're able to maintain our sanity in this crazy time of year. Scripture teaches us that the peace Jesus gives is vastly different than the peace offered by the world. We see this directly in John 14, verse 17, when he says, Peace I leave with you, and peace I give to you, not as the world does, but as I do. Let let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The world's peace is wonderful at masking symptoms. The world doesn't actually have peace to give anyone. Jesus' peace transforms the deeper issues of us, of our heart, of our life. But it's only available to those who actually place their trust in Him and receive His peace. It's not tied to people or to circumstances. It is anchored in eternity. It's anchored in heaven. So as highlighted by Charlie Brown and his friends, um, which I do agree it is a little bit of a lighthearted portrayal, but there's so much unrest in our human nature. The peace of Jesus becomes increasingly ours as we glorify our Father by revealing His Son's redemptive work in our lives. It's the unending peace of Jesus being evidenced in our life. Have God's promises become so real to you that His peace is being produced in you? That's something interesting to think about because Philippians 4 uh, verses 6 and 7 talk about this. They tell us not to be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ. The Father is well aware that our minds and hearts are vulnerable, that are at risk. In our current circumstances, such as things like a global pandemic or a divided nation, a suffering economy, uh, racial unrest, and that's just a, to name a few, there's no question that worry or confusion pose a threat to our peace. But when we deliberately glorify God in all circumstances, we become poised to receive His inexplicable 
unending peace. Furthermore, we can be encouraged by the reminder that we already have peace with God. It's a peace that steadies us and protects us from the very things Jesus came to save us from. So now I want you to carefully cultivate a sense of amazement of what God has provided through Jesus. Be amazed that you have peace with God and peace because of God. Look for ways to pass it on to others, realizing that God gets glorified as you extend and practice the peace of Christ. And here's a few ways that you can do that this week. It's maybe don't take your opinions to the dinner table this Christmas. Ask loving questions when you don't understand people or things. Listen, and I mean really listen intently. What's more important, the words you're trying to get across or the person that you're talking to? In essence, win the person, not the argument. Don't forfeit peace. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Another idea is renew yourself in the peace of God through the praise of God. Maybe memorize scriptures like Psalm 145 verses 2-3 which says, Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise, his greatness that no one can fathom. Another great way uh, to do this is maybe offer forgiveness. If love is to bring healing, it must be expressed in forgiveness. Uh, we can read scripture daily. We can give thanks. And remembering that our peace comes not because of what we've done, but because of what God has already done. We can choose joy. And lastly, we can practice peace. And notice what we say here. We can practice peace. It doesn't come natural, so we have to practice it often. So as we kind of wrap up our talk in week three today about the Christ child bringing us the gift of unending peace, may you trust the Lord with all your heart this Christmas. Keep his glory supreme in the treasures of your heart, and you will be like all the angels proclaiming, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Thank you for joining us again for week three of our podcast, The Gift of the Christ Child, and may you have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining us. Take care.